Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, October 21st. Wild, wild night in sports. Holy Toledo. I was at the Laker game. Disappointing ending. We'll talk about it a little bit later. (sighs) I was all set to follow Arizona, New Orleans on my phone. You know, we're watching it. Uh, while we're eating some dinner before the Lakers game. And it was kind of a wacky game where Andy Dalton throws two picks and uh, both are returned for touchdowns. And you're like, oh, okay, Arizona's kind of sort of back. And then you get this bombshell where 
Staples, uh, not Staples, Crypto.com Arena or whatever it's called does not have good service. And it's like halftime and my phone just starts blowing up. And C-Mac to the Niners, oh my gosh, holy cow, 49ers are getting the Super Bowl. Like just people freaking out. I was like, is this real? I honestly did not know if I was getting punked. I was like, really? Because, you know, you think about Christian McCaffrey, one of the best backs in the league, has been injured a lot the last couple of years. But let's be realistic here. You're adding an incredible weapon to one of the best in-game coaches or offensive minds, let's say. Not, not coaches, offensive minds in the league in Shanahan that already dominates yards after the catch. They have Ayuk. They have Debo Samuel. They have George Kittle. Elijah Mitchell, I think, is two weeks away from returning off injury. And now you're adding Christian McCaffrey, who doesn't need a 20-carry workload because you can just rotate multiple backs in, and you can line up. I mean, think about this. You can line up Christian McCaffrey on one side in the slot, Debo Samuel on the other, and George Kittle, or or you move Debo to the backfield, like, this is going to be very difficult to defend. I think it's a great trade for the Niners. And frankly, I think it's a bit of a heist. I I, I know that some people on the internet think it was too much. The, the Panthers basically got three picks in the 2023 draft, a second, third, and a fourth. And they got a fifth in 2024. And everybody's like, oh, that's too many picks. Time out, guys. This 49ers team is one of the best in the NFC. I would say at the minimum. They're headed to the NFC Championship game. Minimal. Potential Super Bowl. I mean, are they better than Green Bay? Yeah. Are they better than Tampa? Yeah. Are they better than the Eagles? We'll see. Eagles will probably have home field advantage. Niners have gone on the road and beaten just about everybody, so I'm not worried about that. So you're telling me now that that second-round pick is going to be like in the 57 to 60 range? And the third-round pick... Yeah, go ahead and add 32 to that, and you're looking at like 92. So the 49ers already have one of the best rosters in the league. They've got young talent everywhere. I know there are a lot of injuries right now, and they're dealing with it, but look at the big picture. You're telling me that the 49ers didn't win this trade getting one of the best weapons in football who's not going to be carrying a massive load, um, and the Panthers don't get any picks in like the top 55? What? Like, I think it's a great trade for the Niners. It's not awful for Carolina, but, I mean, you're telling me nobody could have would have given a first-round pick? Nobody would have given one up? And by the way, all this bashing of running backs, and we have a great guest coming up later in the podcast, Teddy Covers. A, um, you know him, big-time Vegas gambler. We talk NFL, and I'll have best bets at the end. But uh, just think for a second. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Just how many how many teams have four better weapons than that? Think about the Rams right now. The Rams literally have Cooper Cup. That's it. Don't tell me Skoranek is a weapon. Don't tell me Higby is a weapon. I'm talking Debo is at the top of the food chain for receivers. Kittle is a top three tight end. Brandon Ayuk is a yak king. He's not an awesome receiver, but man, he can, has the potential. And McCaffrey, healthy, He's a beast. This is a great trade for the Niners. I mean, if you're the Rams and you can't generate offense and you will face McCaffrey in two weeks, 49ers, um, they have a big one against the Chiefs this weekend. I don't know if McCaffrey will play. I mean, maybe he'll play, uh, be on a pitch count. 
But this is for the big picture. And I think the Niners are clearly the class of the NFC West. Arizona's not dead yet. They looked much better, but a lot of that had to do with Andy Dalton and interception, the end zone, two pick sixes, like kind of a big swing there. Um, yeah, I I think this is a huge win for the Niners. I think this puts them in the upper crust. They were already kind of in there in the NFC. It was like Eagles, Bucks. I forgot about the Vikings. The Vikings are in there, but think about it. Who, who's got better weapons? Than the Niners. The Eagles certainly don't. The Vikings have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Thielen. Tampa Bay's got some good receivers in Leonard Fournette. I mean, if you look at the skill position guys around uh, around the league, and I mean, who are you taking ahead of the Niners? This is a stacked offense. And I gotta be I gotta be honest. I, I, and it's tough to say it for like a three and three team, but does Christian McCaffrey put them over the top and make them the favorites in the NFC? I don't know if they'll be the gambling favorites. Um, I did see that the number ticked up this weekend. Tampa Bay now a thirteen point favorite over Carolina, which is in full on tank mode. They will probably be getting C.J. Stroud in the draft with the number one pick, and now you have an extra second, third, fourth, so you can build that roster back pretty quickly. I joked, well, I didn't joke, but I mentioned Lane Kiffin on the herd as a potential next coach of the Carolina Panthers. Did not go over particularly well with some of the social media folks who uh, were watching the show. They did not like that, but I don't know. If, is How good of a job is Carolina? You don't have Christian McCaffrey. Your best receiver, DJ Moore, I guess you got to consider trading him now too, right? You probably keep J.C. Horn because he's on his rookie contract, the cornerback. You keep uh, the two defensive linemen. I don't really know what else they have. You obviously keep Aquanu, the, the left tackle that they drafted. But Carolina's going to be bad, like aggressively bad, like 2-3 win bad. I went and and I said I was at the Laker game and it was like impossible, but I was able to somehow get it by doing it repeatedly. For fantasy, I picked up Foreman, the backup to McCaffrey even though there's no chance I'm playing him this weekend against Tampa. Tampa should kill them. I don't, I mean, Carolina is really in trouble, folks. They are up Poops Creek without a paddle. And Rob G, I know this doesn't impact your Raiders, but San Francisco 49ers, holy heist, Batman. Oh, I love this trade for them. And not just for this season. You brought up all the good reasons why. This season, it puts, I don't know if it puts them ahead of Philadelphia right now, only because the quarterback is still a question mark in San Francisco. But moving forward, you know, everybody's upset. You're like, hey, you're giving up all your picks. Um, somebody tried to say that they only have a third and a fifth available next season because of the, the this trade and the um, Trey Lance trade. And then I stumbled upon this from Adam Schefter says, well, one of the reasons why the 49ers were willing to give up so much draft capital is because they have six extra third-round comp picks coming their way because of that new NFL uh, rule that says if you have a minority coach Mm -hmm. who leaves and goes to another team, you can get two third-round comp picks. So they have six coming their way. So it's not really too big of a loss when you consider they gave up, what, second, third, and fourth. And... The other reason, and to me, this is the biggest reason why I love this trade for San Francisco, is Jimmy G is not long for that team. It, it's this season, and that's it. I, I, I think 
shy of him becoming Super Bowl MVP, this is Trey Lance's team starting next season <laughs> once he once he's uh, back from injury. Sorry, sorry for laughing. I just that that's come on. It sounds I, I wouldn't do it, but I think that they've invested so much into him and they've already decided that he's their guy. That that that's what's going to happen, and because of that. This has been the, the model in the NFL for several years now. Get your quarterback on a rookie deal. You flood the rest of the roster with high-end talent until you have to pay him. It doesn't matter at this point that Christian McCaffrey's cap number the next three seasons is $19, $19, 15000000 million. Yeah, quarterback on Does the not deal. matter where your quarterback's making a million and a half, two million, whatever it is. This team, outside of quarterback, again, that's the big question mark, is probably the most loaded roster in football right now. Yeah. And rather than doing something which you see a lot in the NBA where it's, hey, we want to keep these picks. That's the Lakers problem right now is that they can't shoot and they don't want to trade their picks. Um, When you have a window to go for it, then freaking go for it. Like, what are you waiting for? If I'm a Green Bay Packer fan right now, I'm freaking pissed. We have Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, and we're going to roll out Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard as our big offensive weapons on the outside. Big Bob Tunyon over the middle. And you got San Francisco, who already has, to your point, Debo Samuel. They already got George Kittle. They already got Brandon Ayuk. And now you add, in my opinion, the most versatile running back in football to that roster. What is preventing Green Bay from calling up Carolina and say, hey, here's two seconds for DJ Moore? Well, it's funny you say that about Green Bay because how pissed would Aaron Rodgers be about this? And someone had texted me, when does Aaron Rodgers ask for a trade? And I was like, come on, no way. You just signed a new deal. He sounds fed up. He's dressing like Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he's wearing like not quite rags, but like super baggy stuff. He's got the beard. He's kind of sound all philosophical in some of these interviews. He looks like somebody who's not long for Green Bay. I'd be very curious what's going to happen. The 49ers, they they added McCaffrey, and we're adding who? Who? Now, what what could the Raiders – I don't think the Raiders could have been in the mix, could they? Because Derek Carr has a fat salary. Yeah, that makes it a little bit trickier. And I don't even know if they have the picks given the Devontae Adams trade. Uh, no, they should. I think that they only gave up the first last year, and I think a second is what they gave up. So Interesting. They, I mean, they, um, theoretically they could have, but given what they're already paying to Carr, Adams, Crosby, Waller, Renfro, like, you know, you— Crosby, yeah. I, I know the salary cap is a myth, but it, it can't be fudged like that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do, I do kind of love the, the this aggressiveness of San Francisco. Um, I don't think I need to say anything really about the Cardinals beating the Saints, although the Saints are 2-5. and five. I'm a little surprised. I thought they'd be a playoff team in the NFC. Uh, injuries obviously have gotten to them uh, I, for fantasy purposes, which you don't care about. Eno Benjamin was pretty darn good uh, for me. Nice to see DeAndre Hopkins back. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know that the Cardinals are automatically bet on because again, this was an Andy Dalton screw up game. He literally cost them seven or at least three with the interception in the end zone. And then two pick sixes in like, uh, what a two minute span at the end of the half. So, uh, good win for the cards. They get right back in the hunt. 
Um, bad loss for the Saints. They're not dead because Tampa's still struggling, and the NFC's is garbage. Um, I just want to quickly get a word on the Lakers before we get to our guest, um, Teddy Covers. So just a couple notes here. I, I, I was taking notes kind of at the game a little bit. I know that's super nerdy. But this, this one is absolutely staggering. The Lakers point guards, Kendrick Dunn, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, combined to go one for 25 from the field and one for 16 on three-pointers. Just, like, let that sink in. John Wall, by the way, who was really damn good. I could not believe it. Like, John Wall had 15 points himself. John Wall was making things happen. And the Lakers' three-point guards did absolutely nothing. That is scary. And everybody's been yelling at Palinka, bro, uh, we got to get shooting. And he didn't want to do the deal. He didn't want to toss in the picks. Well, what if the Pacers come to you and say, today's price is not yesterday's price. And now we need more. Because you're 0-2, and the whole world knows you can't shoot, and you're desperate. Um, I'm not going to go on and rant about how Anthony Davis, like, loves to sit on the perimeter, and he got bodied. I'm talking bodied inside by Ivaka Zubak. However, you, how do you say his name, Rob? Ivica Zubak. There you go. Thank you. Zubak, six offensive boards. The Lakers as a team had eight. And he had 17 rebounds. He, he was a beast inside. He's good. And Anthony Davis... Was not. LeBron was LeBron as usual. He was very good. Um, but are you, why are you laughing? He was not good? Did you see that he like landed right on his tailbone? He could barely walk in the second half. It, it, what is that, an excuse? <laughs> I mean, it, okay. I, I guess that. Listen, it, you got to man up, AD. Well, I mean, what's the <laughs> option? You could just be out injured again? I, like, yeah. I, mean, I don't he know. Could, he could play like 15 minutes like Kawhi did. That'd be nice. Uh, Kawhi actually 21 minutes. And yeah. it was, it, I'll say, it was disturbing when instantly he came in. And, he's really good. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> instantly went right at JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson, two easy mid range buckets. And then, I don't know if you, I, I, again, I was watching closely. He was hunting Austin Reeves. Like, give me the pick. I want to go at Austin Reeves. And, you know, Reeves was atrocious defensively. He was a turnstile. They went after him. He nearly fouled out. Um, Kendrick Nunn, listen, I like Kendrick Nunn. He's bouncy and exciting, but he was 0 for 7 in 11 minutes. Um, Gotta love the efficiency, though. Seven shots up in 11 minutes. Yeah, he was in there chucking. That's Jason McIntyre-esque. You know it. Um, I'll say the highlight of the game, obviously, was Lonnie Walker. He was electric. Lonnie Walker's layup package is elite. Um, he played some solid defense. If he could shoot a little better from three, that'd be great. He's very good from the foul line. He was the Lakers' best player. It was LeBron and Lonnie Walker, and then, like, AD, you know, when he wanted to go inside and didn't fade away. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, listen, Rob, I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, and, the, you, you know, Rob, I, I don't know if you watched the very end of the game. You know, Lakers are down maybe five with, like, two minutes left. And, of course, they double LeBron and leave Westbrook wide-ass open at the top of the key. And the, I'm telling you, when you guys go to a Lakers game, this is no joke. When he's at the three-point line and setting up to shoot, there is a loud groan, the entire lower bowl. Oh, 
and you knew he's going to miss it because he can't make threes outside of corner threes. And he's wide open. The Clippers daring him, and he clanged it. And that was that. Was that. that was their shot. Um, they, they, listen, they, they fought hard. They're not a total disaster. They basically played you know, two, the two best teams in the West, I think, uh, and opened with two losses. But they fought hard, and now we've said two more. Rob, any thoughts on the Lakers real quick? Uh, you sound kind of upset. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, no, I have no extra thoughts on the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder is going to be coming back from injury. I don't know when. I'll tell you this. Dennis Schroeder is way better offensively than Russell Westbrook. Now, Russ did make a couple good defensive plays against Kawhi. He fronted him on the inbounds, and like that helped. But he's such a liability on offense. And they got to find scoring. Um, Schroeder may be the answer, but I, I, there's, I don't see how you keep Russ on this team much longer. It's only two games out of 82, and now we've gone too long in the NBA. But, um, <sighs> tough loss. Uh, all right, let's get to our guest, Teddy Covers. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire uh, one of the legendary sports gamblers out there. He's simply known as Teddy Covers. He has won, uh, I'm guessing, millions and millions of dollars. He's a longtime NFL gambler. Teddy Covers, how you doing, man? Well, I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the, the kudos. So uh, I was actually talking about this, this this morning. You only become a legend, right? It's like people start calling you legendary. It, t- it took me like 15 years. All you have to do is just stay alive for 15 years, <laughs> and they'll start to call you a legend. And as, yeah, I've been now in Vegas like 25 so, yeah. uh, well, I'll open with a question that's kind of, um, it, I don't know if this is even answerable, Teddy, but one of the things I've been struggling with this NFL season is the parody, right? It, we all know the Bills and Chiefs are great, and the Eagles are pretty damn good. But after that, Teddy, can you remember a year where we're almost at the midway point and like 20 teams, you don't know if they're good or not? I mean, the, the range, I, I, I'm a Jets guy. I don't know if they're good at four and two. I don't know if Green Bay's good. I don't think Tampa's good. Like, I just, it's so difficult right now to discern who is good. Some of the numbers that you see, whether it's DVOA, yards per play, it just doesn't make sense. What, what do you make of it? So one of the things that being out here for 25 football seasons, it gives me the, gives me the uh, ability to do is to say, how much different is this than it's ever been? And my answer to that is not that much. Hmm. There's lots of years where, mid-season that maybe half the teams you think are good end up you know not crapping out down the stretch and another half uh teams that you thought were mediocre at best end up getting hot uh, or uh, certainly injuries are always going to factor into any nfl season and how healthy a team is able to stay uh or uh, how injured they get it can dramatically affect their fortunes so you know you often see in-season turnarounds and from year to year, in a normal year, you know, what do we have? Uh, 14 playoff teams, right? You know? Uh, yeah. So in a normal year, there'll be six or seven new playoff teams. Okay. Yeah. It, it's So there's a lot of randomness. There's a lot of parity. And as an NFL better, you kind of have to accept those factors and, and look to those factors uh, as opposed to, oh, wow, this season's so different. It's not. I don't, at least I don't think it is. Okay. How about this? Last week, week six. There were eight teams that won games when their quarterback threw for less than 200 yards. 
including the Jets. Yeah. And uh, I think the Giants, a, a slew of teams, and you're like, you know, Marcus Mariota didn't throw for 200 yards. They beat the 49ers by 14. It, it, I don't know. Week six just has kind of thrown me for a loop. Are, are, are you feeling confident about teams heading into week seven or not really? So in terms of strong opinions, all right, we're not politicians. <laughs> we don't have to have the same opinion about a team the whole time. We, we can change our minds. The goal is to try to be a little bit proactive when we change our minds. People are like, oh, who thought the Giants were going to be? I get a season win, uh, season win tickets on the Giants over seven wins. I feel pretty good yeah. about that. Some people yeah. thought the Giants were going to be a little bit better. I'm like, no one saw that coming. You know, um, so it, it's not impossible or, or, or this stuff isn't all random, but there is some randomness to it. You know, the Jets played pretty lousy offensive football for extended stretches last week. But they had a block punt and they had a broken play touchdown where, you know, Hall's running run of the house. And now, uh, and mind you, I had the Jets in my pocket. But when you look at the final score, if you watch the game, it didn't, you know, it wasn't always that easy. You know, Green Bay never played well. Mm-hmm. But New York's uh, putting up 27 was was kind of an anomaly. You know, they didn't, uh, their, their offense didn't uh, exactly. And, and, that, and that's nothing. not the only random thing like that last week. And that'll happen. You know, there'll be weeks like that. So I look at the week seven card and I have a couple bets that I've fired on. I got the Patriots early in the week. It's too big of a number, but that's Monday. I want to focus on the Sunday games. When I tell you that um, the Miami Dolphins getting to a back seven, trending towards seven and a half, Teddy, Brian Flores spent a couple years with Tua, knows him as well as any coach in the league. He's now a defensive coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did not like Tua. He knows all of his weaknesses. I I feel like I need to, on principle, take Pittsburgh getting seven. Mike Tomlin as an underdog, Tua back from the concussions. Where are you on that game? So you said something so smart there, but you got to put a caveat on that. If you're a smart better, you're not taking Pittsburgh plus seven. You just relax. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, the seven and a half will be there. Yes. 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 You know. Uh, this line's only going one way. It's not like we're going to see a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, Pittsburgh money. And the teams with elite receivers are going to give Pittsburgh mm. some problems. And Miami with Tua, that's a really good football team. You know, they have elite receivers. So even with the Flores, and I'm with you on Flores. I'm a big Flores fan, Okay. And, and I think that is a legit edge for the Steelers, you know, the, the Steelers in this ballgame. Even with that, I don't know that I get the Pittsburgh. Yeah, that, this, um, this, but if I did get the Pittsburgh, I'd wait for the seven and a half because you got to think you're going to see him. Before. The, the, the Pittsburgh defense was so beat up last week. I think they were down three guys in the secondary. Obviously, you know what? So yeah. I bet Tampa. And Tampa never, never was in that game. I, I thought it was just Pittsburgh looked impressive. And now I look at the injury report, and it's like Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be back. Uh, Witherspoon's back. Sutton's back. And and I, I don't know. I just look back to that opener for the Dolphins against the Patriots, and it's like these good coaches defensively know how to scheme out these wide receivers. Um, Baltimore's got this new defensive coordinator in for Wink Martindale, and I thought he's been awful all season, and the junk he was throwing it to in the fourth quarter, I, I was just stunned. Um, but I, I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe it's on the fence. How about this? Is there a game you love that you've already fired on? Well, you just talked about Tampa Bay, you know, who who had no chance last week. He was never in the game. That's two weeks in a row, by the way. They were up on the Falcons 21 nothing. I had them, 
and then they stop playing in the fourth quarter and, and Falcons come in the back door. Sure. I mean, there's, they didn't, they didn't play a half a football in the game against New Orleans yeah. where they ended up winning that game by three scores. I don't know that, that this is a team that's going to flip the switch offensively. And I know Carolina's not going to flip the switch up. <laughs> Come on, PJ Walker, you know, you're not I mean, a believer. So PJ Walker made me a lot of money at Temple. Love the guy. We'll always love the guy. Okay, that run at Temple was you know was better than any NFL run you'll get. You know the NFL, the markets catch up. Temple went for two years and just covered and covered and covered and covered. You know, uh, so I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for the guy. But at no point in his career has he looked like an NFL quarterback, because he felt like an NFL quarterback. As as, uh, but uh, you know, there's still effort in Carolina, certainly on the defensive side of the football. Um, and the Panthers can't move the ball, and Tampa can't move the ball. And there's effort for Tampa on the defensive side of the football. You know, um, I'm, I have some under money in my pocket in that ball game. Okay, yeah, it looks like uh, it's for sure. That's one that uh, that absolutely stands out to me. Um, KC San Fran's a real interesting game. You know, where, where there's, you know, there's thought that, oh, this is a letdown for the Chiefs, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, they played the big Monday night game. Um, a lot of times handicappers are looking for reasons to, you know, if, if you if you like one side, you'll latch on to any reason you can think of to support that side. If you like the other side, you'll latch on to any yep. reason. I mean, KC's really good. All right. They're off a loss and they're really good. And San Fran isn't. You know, I mean, the Niners, uh, we saw this Super Bowl not that long ago. <laughs> I, yep. I made money on that game. I thought three was cheap, and I like uh, Mahomes off a loss. He's just money in the bank in that role. He really has been in, in, in this point spread range. Uh, San Fran, they stayed at the back east last week. And as you yep. mentioned, the loss to a, a, a feisty little Atlanta team that just keeps covering point spreads. Uh, but the track record they've done this four times in the Shannon era, four times they come back home the next week and, and lost straight up uh, and against the Spurs. Oh, and that's after the, the back-to-back East coast trips. Yeah. 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 Oh, and they've uh, lost all four. Sure. And, and mm. San Fran, they spent the whole off season designing the offense for the other guy. People are like, Oh, Garoppolo will be fine. I'll just see it fit in seamlessly. And the weapons they have are sick. You know, when you look at, you know, like Kittle and Ayuk and Samuel on the field at the same time with, you know, whoever else, they, I mean, it's a it's a team that has ample weaponry to put points on the football. With Trey Lance, that team would be scary right now. With Garoppolo, it's not, especially with the injuries they have on the defensive side. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's a couple games this week where the injuries, it's like, I can't bet this until, you know, Sunday. I can't put it in a contest because I don't know who's going to go for the Niners. I mean, half their, half their, literally half their team is either inactive on the IR um, or, or got banged up against the Falcons by the end of last week. It's brutal for them. But Kansas City, like, I don't know. I thought they were good against the Bills, Teddy, and they did lose their, uh, they didn't have Fenton. And the rookie cornerback McDuffie was supposed to be back. He didn't return, and they and Spagnolo left the the young corners on islands against Diggs and Davis and gave up touchdowns. So I, I don't know. I didn't think it was a bad Chiefs loss last week. I actually thought they were right in the game, and I, I would bet them again. So uh, I had Buffalo, and mm. it certainly didn't feel like a right side, but the way the Bills were able to fool Mahomes on that last play, you know? And I was reading this article about it, like four years in the making, you know? Uh, I mean, 
you know, they were so wired into that team for that game. It, it was like, I, I just had to do it. I had to, you know, and, yeah. and Buffalo being the road chalk, it's like the markets are telling you what the right side is in a game like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, so it, it's, it almost reminds me a little of Tampa KC from a few weeks back where it was the Super Bowl game and it was a Super Bowl rematch and you knew the Chiefs were going to be the side. And everybody wanted Tampa, 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 and the Chiefs just smacked them. They, they looked like they've been looking at that game for over two years. Sure. And, 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 a, and a well-coached team. Look, there aren't that many coaches that are at the caliber of Andy Reid. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, like him, dislike him as a person, from a point spread standpoint, he's fairly unique. You know, he's been good the whole way. You know, Pete Carroll's had his ups and downs. You know, uh, Carroll's been pretty good, though. Again, this year he's been pretty good. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, some of the, some of the, the coaching legends, you, you, you respect, I respect anyway. Um, not in every role, not every week. Uh, like I said, we're not politicians we're, we're supposed to have our opinions fluctuate, uh, at times, but, um, it's, it, it's not, uh, it's not unusual to find me looking for reasons to support, uh, Andy Reid in a, in a, in a big game last week. Just so wasn't let, one of them. Teddy, let me ask you about one of the, you know, most impressive slash lucky teams, the New York Giants, five and one, and they are road dogs against two and four Jacksonville. And that to me is the fishy line of the week. I mean, I don't think particularly much of the Giants, but I also don't know what I'm getting with the Jacksonville Jags week after week. I had them last week in the contest. If they give up that field goal uh, on the final drive of the Colts, I win. And they, you know, they give up a touchdown pass in the final 25 seconds and kill me. They were covering the entire game until that moment. I mean, Teddy, what are we to make of the Jags favored by three over the Giants? So this is this is something maybe I can help in terms of explaining the betting markets. You know, why is Denver favored over the Jets? Why are the Jags favored over the Giants? When it comes to teams that had low preseason expectation, like both of the New York teams, the markets, unless they have, unless those teams have a remarkable statistical profile, which neither one does, yeah. you know, neither one is outgaining their opponents and just crushing them every week. It's been, you know, they'll call it fluky kind of wins, you know, in, in theory. Uh, certainly the, the, the G-men have had their share of fluky wins. Um, the markets don't really start, the broader betting markets, meaning the sharp money, meaning the guys that actually move the lines and set the lines and all of that, they don't really respect those teams all that much they expect the reversion to the mean you know the giants were a seven win team line preseason the jets i think were six and a half neither one is even you know approaching 500 they weren't even eight win teams or eight and a half win teams so so to see that both teams get off the hot start the markets aren't very high on either team the casual better the recreational better loves teams you know hey man look at the record hey, keep winning yeah. you know and this is one area where I legitimately feel that casual betters, and this is one time a year, October, I would say October is the time for a recreational better because they believe what they see. And the broader markets don't believe it yet. They're still like, the Giants, they're frauds, they're for flashing the pan. You know, they'll be like Denver last year where they started 3-0 and and, uh, you know, won five games or Carolina started 3-0 and last year. They're not believing any of these teams. That's why Atlanta keeps covering point spreads. I mean, it's it's so so that's why the line is where it is. Yeah. When it comes to Jacksonville, the markets have, have no idea how to price this team. Okay. Yeah. 
After the win against the Chargers, the markets went nuts. Hey, man, the Jags are good. That was all this money. Jags to win the division. Jags to win the AFC. Look at Trevor Lawrence. He figured it out. And then since that time, it's been one bad game after the next in different ways. There have been mental mistakes. There have been, you know, there's that awful home loss to Houston mm-hmm. where, you know, they couldn't figure out how to beat a cover two. I mean, it was, and then last week, you know, and both in both of those games, that game and the game last week, in bad defensive uh, penalties on key drives in the fourth quarter to keep them alive. That's how Houston scored the go-ahead touchdown yeah. was on a drive like that. It was the same the thing rookie, last week. The guy so, Walker. Yeah. The Jags can't get out of their own way right now. Uh I'm not laying three, but the wise guys are. Uh, I can only take in this game. And, and that's why uh, this time of year in particular, you know, you see sometimes the books get clocked in the nose. Uh, they had bad weekends each of the first two weekends of October. Last weekend, yeah. they did really well. Because as you said, all those random things happened. But the first two weekends of this month, you know, the books did not have good weeks. They were paying out parlay betters. They were paying out teaser betters. They were paying out yep. Joes more than pros. Yeah, it's it's real real weird. I mean, it's tough when we're. I'm like, well, I look at the board. I'm like, gosh, I, you got to pick five games in the contest. I'm like, I don't love five games. <laughs> I, I don't see five for sure. And you know, uh, one of the games that I'm really torn on. And again, it's like the Bengals laying a big number, six. Now it looks like six and a half against the Falcons. Like I thought the Bengals were going to re- revert a little bit to the mean. Bad coach, uh, you know, played incredible and got a little luck on their side in the playoffs. Teddy, I think I got to take the Bengals this week, right? So there's there's two things I want to talk about there. One is contest strategy. All right. A lot of times you can't find the fifth game. All right. Yeah. What you want to do in that situation, is you, you, you take the free space. All right. You take the game that's priced around a key number where the number is moved. Whether you have an opinion on that game or not. Hey, the line's two and a half and, I, and I'm getting a plus three. You know, that we, we call it the free, you know, uh, and that's what you do with that last game is you take the best of the number in the contest where the markets have said uh, that that number uh, you know, should be different now. So yeah, oftentimes yeah. around two and a half, three and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, the key numbers. When it comes to Atlanta, I mean, the Falcons showed us week one that they were no joke. All right. They came out and looked solid week one and no one paid any attention. They looked solid was week two the week week two they rallied from behind was that the one in L.A. where they were down twenty eight to three or was that later? Yeah, they they had two lucky backdoor covers, but Rams they weren't lucky. Bucks. They weren't yeah. lucky because they kept on. They were look. I watch every game. You understand? I watch every game. The Falcons were not lucky in either game. Both games they fought. They fought hard and they fought when they were trailing twenty eight to three and twenty one to nothing. And that's how they covered points, spread. Some teams tuck tail. Atlanta fought. And we'll give them on both sides of the ball, they fought. And I think Arthur Smith's a genius right now. All right. Wow. I got nothing genius but respect label. for that man. And every quote that I see out of that locker room talks about how they think their coach is smart. They think their coach is smarter than the other coach. And they like their game plans. So Atlanta 6-0 and against the spread. They're never on national TV. Nobody's talking about them. They haven't pulled off enough upsets. They're absolutely a team that has held their value and that may well hold it moving forward. So you could take Cincy if you want, but Cincy, oh, I remember they were in this nail biter against Baltimore, right? Oh, and they lost. And, oh, and then the next week they come back and they're this nail biter. Man, they used everything. You saw that game last week against New Orleans. 
they fought with everything they had in the tank and used every bit of energy and just beat the Saints and came. Yeah, you can lay six and a half of them here. I'll be on their side. You're definitely yeah. It's it's interesting because you know you look at the injury report and it looks like their secondary is kind of beat up. Now Dean Pease has done a great job defensive coordinator this year, but I don't know about going into a matchup against the Bengals without your top two cornerbacks. I got to check on AJ Terrell, but you know you look at last week the Saints didn't have Lattimore and it burned them on the end. I was luckily on the Saints. I'm sorry, I was on the Bengals and Chase takes that long pass sixty yards for the game winner in the cover. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, where are you on the second on injury reports in the secondary? You know, it burned me with the Steelers, and it paid off with the Saints fading them. I'm I'm interested in oh, I, I'm interested in paying attention. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that said, you know, there are many times where it's more schematic than player related, and it's more spot related than player related. If a team is devastated at a key injury position. Like, and for me, the most key injury position, you're talking about offensive line, defensive line, mm-hmm. secondary, one, two, three. All right. You know, um, probably in that order, you know, uh, if a team is devastated and they've lost everyone. Yeah. That's either, you're either going to bet against that team or you're going to bet the under if it's the offensive line or, uh, you know, you're going to bet the over if it's the defensive line or bet against that team. I mean, every time until proven wrong. Um, but I haven't looked at the Atlanta injury report this week to make it. It doesn't it hadn't looked as bad to me, I guess, as it did uh, yeah, well, to you. He, no, no, they're not. No, nobody's out yet. You know, they're not well, out. Hey, yeah, Hayward and um and Terrell left the game against the Niners. Yeah, and I think one had a concussion. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't checked it yet today, and sure. we record this on Thursday. Um, but injuries also. I mean, I, you know, it's tough because you know, Minka Fitzpatrick sits out. You're like, oh, geez, he's the second best defensive player in Pittsburgh. After what? How are they going to stop the Bucks? Bucks receivers are healthy, and they stop the Bucks. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just it's I mean, that's why I love this so much because it's so friggin' difficult. I, I want to move to a game. Um, my New York Jets. I've been a longtime Jets fan, about a decade of futility in the wilderness since Mark Sanchez left, or, or they Mark Sanchez failed. Um, where are you on Jets Broncos? Crazy line movement. As I look at it right now, it's down to pick them. Teddy, I saw. Uh, uh, an article that said this summer when they were hanging lines for every week, Denver was a seven point favorite against the Jets in this spot. It's now down to pick them. Oh, I think they're down bit seven. Of, a little bit short. of an overreaction or no? Let me see. Uh, uh, Do you have the summer lines? Yeah, I got them somewhere on my desk. Let me, yeah, here you go. Because technically, you know, Broncos um, are two and four, but in net yards per play, they're fourth in the league. I have the openers like, right here, which weeks. Seven. Oh, darn seven. it. These are last year's. I picked the wrong one. <laughs> How stupid is that? That's 2021. I'm like, there it is. I know I have it here. Uh, but I can let's shoot. Uh, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to keep it. Well, bottom, bottom line. I mean, yeah. is this too big of a move from what we thought of the Broncos? Potential Super Bowl contenders. They might win the division. Russell Wilson. Blah blah blah. So, I believe in the Jets. Jets are making me money right now. Yes. Um. So you, you're saying you're a Jets fan for ten? I was a Jets no, no, fan. No. I, you know, I, was I, I grew a up Jets in the New fan. York area, right? <laughs> yeah, so so I'm, I'm Mets, Jets, Knicks, and Rangers. Uh, mm. My brother got to enjoy the, the champ. My older brother got to enjoy the championships when I when I, when I was too little to remember any of them. And I got mm. decades of futility. You know, okay. ended by I, I got a title in '86 with the Mets, and that was pretty much it from my entire fandom, which is maybe how I became a black heart and started betting against the teams that I used to love. <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's nothing Zach but misery, Wilson, dude. Nothing but misery. You know? Zach, Zach Wilson's come in for Flacco. You know, they're 3-0, and but it's kind of a deceptive 3-0, and Teddy, because, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson, after that Pittsburgh game when he had that really ugly turnover right before the half, yeah. Salah clearly doesn't trust him. He's barely throwing the football, everything's safe, nothing down the field. I, I think there are a little smoke and mirrors involved here in this 4-2 and start. For sure. I mean, the offense isn't there yet, okay? It's yeah. not. But the defense is... <laughs> They blew up the line of scrimmage on every play last week. Did you see that? Oh yeah, uh, Quinn and they, Williams. And and why won't they do that in Denver? You know, so they the money, should. I mean, yes. You, you know, you talked about the line move, and the line moves come because Russell Wilson's hurt. You know, that's why the money's coming. You know, that's all injury related. That's sharp money but, coming. Uh, to, to, so, to, yeah, to but but injuries. again, let me let me ask Teddy. So Russell Wilson hurt. He's he's at practice. He's a little limited. It's a hamstring. If he's really hurt, shouldn't it move more than a point and a half? It was three, and now it's pick him. Oh, it was three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Three on the look three, ahead? Three and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it was right. seven over the summer. But the summer lines, again, is all based on preseason expectations, and the Jets are way better than preseason expectations, and Denver's way worse than preseason expectations. Certainly, at least on one side of the football. Uh, you know, the, 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 the issue here is the Broncos' defense is better than anything the Jets have seen all year. Yeah. Uh, and that could that could be a problem here. Uh, another game where you know you know you don't always be betting sides in these games. You know uh, Denver's an under machine, um, and that Jets defense I think is very real. Um, uh, where, where do the touchdowns come? In? This game's the lowest total on the board for a reason. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a stat. Speaking of low totals, and we could wrap up on this, Teddy. Um, last week there were three games I think that had a that finished with more than 45 points, which is the fewest in a week in like 19 years or something obscene like that. And the, I mean, unders are cashing at a crazy clip. Primetime unders have been automatic. What do you think this is? Is there one big thing that can be attributed to this? So remember, okay, so we're speaking now, right? And if you take all of these numbers and you just, instead of looking back, project forward, you're not going to see the same results. All right, you're not going to see the next... However many prime time unders, you're not going to hit it's a sixty percent clip. You're not going to see unders for the rest of the year hit it at sixty. It's just not going to happen because the markets ebb and flow with it. Right. The time to bet unders is common, and and I think it's probably gone. You know, to blindly bet unders, you made a fortune so far this season. But moving forward, the totals are where they should be. You know, um, we have defenses that are making adjustments, and we have offenses that many of whom uh, are are lacking elite level quarterback play. You know, you put those two factors together, and scoring is a little bit down. Uh, but I don't think that it's a, 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 this incredible harbinger of things to come. I don't think that the nature of the uh, professional football is changing. Uh, and I think that at the end of the season, the numbers will be closer to 50-50 than they are right now. All right, Teddy. Uh, so the audience wants to know, hey, it's Teddy, I, I can only bet one side this weekend. Only one. My wife will only let me bet one side. Not me, obviously, but the audience. Um, where would you look? Because there's a lot of divisional matchups here. Um what about your Raiders out there? Seven-point favorites for some reason over the Texans. Um, Green Bay Packers on the road? It, uh, market's moving there toward the Washington uh, Commandos. Oh, I wouldn't. Those are games. Uh, you talked about two, two, two games that I will not bet. I got zero betting opinion on either one of them. And, you know, and that's, you know, you talk about what the biggest edge is a better has over a bookmaker. And this is a 25 years yeah. in Vegas. There's the single biggest edge we have. 
They got to put up numbers for every single game. Cy, total, yep. first half. All we got to do is pick a couple that we like. You know, yeah, I, I'm not a guy that peppers the board. Yeah. Um, that being said, KC at less than a field goal in, in, in San Francisco stands out to me like a sore thumb. Again, I watched this Super Bowl. All right, you know, KC, Mahomes is better than Jimmy G. Um, minus two and a half is yeah. cheap. Well, I, I like KC as well, but what if I said – well, the only guy missing from the Super Bowl, the most integral, is the guy who flipped the game on that third and long, Tyreek Hill. They don't have a game-breaker like that. They're not as explosive as they were with Tyreek. The counter to that would be... The counter with, to that would be, it's not like KC lacks playmakers. It's not like Mahomes doesn't have options on third and long, even if there aren't names that are household names like the superstar they once had. Yeah. I mean, I did bet Casey. I'm with you. Um, hopefully, it did. well. It doesn't matter if it goes the other way. I think I got the better quarterback, the better coach. Um, so it's good we're in lockstep, Teddy. Uh, thanks a lot, Teddy. Where can the audience find your stuff besides social media? Well, I mean, yeah, you follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers, and uh, you visit the website at wagertalk.com. Yeah. All right. Keep up the good work, man. Thanks for taking the time. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Good luck. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Teddy Sapransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, longtime gambler. Hopefully he'll help you sift through the Week 7 card because, folks, I got to be honest with you. I don't love anything here except the Patriots. That's the only one I've laid the lumber to. And I keep it real with you guys. I say when I say that the Falcons are my biggest bet of the season against the Seahawks a few weeks back. That was true. I have not unloaded since then. And I'm talking unload like a big play. Like, you know, one of those your wife might not be happy if she hears it. Um, But I felt confident in that. I loved the handicap. Uh, I felt great. I look at this week's board. I don't don't love anything. You know? I I, I got the Patriots. I have a little bit on the Browns just because I think it's a divisional matchup and that number's too big. But I don't have a ton of confidence in the Browns. They can't stop anybody. And some of the advanced metrics really like the Ravens, but they keep blowing games. Um, One of my theories is that Lamar Jackson is so worn down in the fourth quarter from carrying that team, which is not good offensively, especially without Bateman, their only wide receiver, that by the fourth quarter, he's so worn down, he starts turning the ball over, getting sloppy. And that happened against the Giants for sure. Just two really bad plays, uncharacteristic, after three good quarters from Lamar. Um so I have a little bit on the Browns. I took a nibble of the Commanders at five, but that number's gone. I can't tell you to go put your after-tax dollars on Taylor Heineke. Like, that is a very tough sell. Washington, uh, listen, I know they beat the Bears, but what does that mean? What is that? What's that worth? That's not worth jack squat. I do have the Bengals. I feel like I like that. But again, we're talking about a team last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, that were underdogs in, I think, 15 of 17 games. And now the roles are reversed and they're favored in almost every game. Why? Because they went to the Super Bowl. Are they that good? I don't know. They're 12-2 and two against the spread in their last 14. But how many of those were as an underdog? Now, now you're giving six to a team that has covered everything? Um, I would wait to see what's up with the Falcons' defense, um, especially the secondary. Their backup corners against Chase Higgins and Boyd is bad news. But I, I, I'm probably going to put the Bengals in the contest. I like the Detroit Lions coming off a bye, playing indoors on a fast track. Um, regular guest 
on this podcast, Bernie Frado. You guys know he's another Vegas guy. He, we, we were talking and he said that he likes the Lions as one of his best picks. And some of his reasoning is Dak as a home favorite versus a non-divisional foe, 7-17 seven and 17 against the spread. Yeah, he beats up on the Giants and Washington and these tomato cans. But a non-division foe, huh. And it's his first game back. So there could be a rust element for Dak. I don't know. I, I just like the Lions to keep it close. I, It's weird. I don't like this Lions team as much as everyone else. I think that if they get Swift and St. Uh, Amara St. Brown back, the weapons will be there that the back door will be open. Of course, the pressure, Dallas number one in the league in pressure rate, you know, listen, that scares me with Goff, but this should be a healthy Lions offensive line, right? So I think the Lions are going to be a play. But then you look down and you're like, wait a sec, Jason, you are putting money on Jared Goff on the road, Jacoby Brissett against Baltimore, Taylor Heineke against Green Bay. And then when you start saying it out loud, you're like, gosh, that's rough. And I don't know what I'm going to do with this Jags-Giants game. I feel like I need to need to have a side there, but I don't know. Um, I kind of want to take the Jags. Indy, I feel like I need to take them against the Titans. But again, divisional matchup, it, it's a coin flip, you know? this league Half the league is a friggin' coin flip. It's frustrating, man. I just don't love this week, and you don't want to just go ahead and whiff on a lot of stuff, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, down four or five figures. You just don't because you're forcing stuff. Um, so that's where I'm at. This weekend, and it's not a great weekend in college football. Not a ton of good games. And so you combine kind of a, I don't know, mediocre NFL slate. I mean, listen, I've definitely looked at the Jets as hard as possible. This Elijah Moore trade request, not ideal, you know? You got a three-game winning streak. The team's all excited. Everybody's stoked. And now a guy who's not getting the ball is like, trade me. And they're going to Denver, a really good defense. Like I can see the Jets getting smacked, and it's nineteen to six, and they lose. Uh, or I'm sorry, eighteen to six, because the Broncos, we know they won't score a touchdown. They'll just kick a bunch of field goals. So it's it, listen. This is a really hard week. Don't force anything. I think Survivor is the automatic, right? I definitely going Survivor in the Patriots. Um, I don't even know if I have a backup. I'm so locked in on them. If they go down, I'll be out of both of my leagues, and that would suck. Um, listen, everybody, have a great phenomenal weekend and we'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.